Joining me now on the studio is uh, Eastern Cape Poetry and Music Cessation, Lele Tumahambishala, well known as Poetic So. She is also a businesswoman, I can say that, and a creative developer from Nelson Mandela Bay, ladies and gentlemen. Sis Leza, welcome to FM, welcome to Drive Time. Thanks so much for this time. Eh? Thank you for having me, Shafiq. Thank you for having me. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've been wanting to have you on the show. Actually, I wanted to have you on the milestone um, mm-hmm. where we celebrate people's achievements and everything else. And I, I mean, when we bumped into each other yesterday at the media launch at the museum, I mm-hmm. felt like, okay, why, why delay? Why schedule for next year when we can just, uh, you know? Do it now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I uh, should be, um, I mean, I'm honored having you in the studio today because uh, you are one of the most influential and um, we cannot speak about creativity in the Nelson Mandela Bay without your name popping up. So <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's almost intimidating to hear that. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> but don't be. Mm. So more than twelve years of experience on professional stage, you have become a creative mouthpiece. So mm-hmm. can we dive, dive into? I'm actually celebrating twenty years next year. Oh. <laughs> Look yes. at me now. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm celebrating 20 years next year. Okay, so 20 years next year. Now 19 years in the uh-huh. industry. How is 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 the current situation now in the in the industry in the Eastern Cape? I mean, I would say things are changing slowly. Historically, it's been a very tense space mm. where it's always been fighting for, you know, uh, acknowledgement, validation. Um, professionalization of the space mm. being recognized all the time it's always been fights and fights and fights I remember one time, I just don't remember the year I just said, I'm not doing Splash Festival anymore, I'm not doing Summer Season anymore until they learn how to treat artists Wow! and I think I sat for about four years or so not getting that check mm. because for me, I felt that my declaration was not just about me it was about everybody else, so it's, it's, it's been you know, uh symbolized by a lot of tension a lot of face-offs and stare downs Mm. but um i think where we are right now i can safely say i'm proud that um i was part of those who were stubborn enough to you know do all of that the stare downs the face-offs were all worth it because slowly surely we see a bit of change coming through most definitely most definitely i mean um looking at how things have spun out over the years i can't say that it was a great picture looking at how artists have been treated and uh, Mm -hmm. all those kind of things but uh, let me just say this nelson mandela bay this is now i'm quoting from the article from the news right Mm -hmm. nelson mandela bay artists have vowed to take further protest action until the nelson mandela bay municipality stops treating them like stepchildren are we um, should I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I must have said something like that. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So my question now is, are they still stepchildren now or the DNA proves otherwise? Man, I would say we're waiting for the DNA results. <laughs> and so the parents have decided to be kinder because there's a possibility that who could be theirs. Yes. So that's positive enough. Mm. Because it means we don't have to fight for the for the bread, for the Kellogg's over the children of the house. You know what I mean? Mm. The stepchild's life is not so rough and tough right now because we're waiting for the DNA results. Mm. But when they come through, we trust that, you know, the attitudes will change and everything yes. else. Because even from the side of the artists who I would say would be the stepchildren, there's an attitude shift because finally the, the, the father, Kutatako, has yes. finally said, okay, let, 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 let's get the DNA. Love you know, I, I, I think that 
it's a, there's a possibility, so let's do it. So I think that that's just where we are right now. There's just a shift in attitude. There's a change in posture uh, in the manner in which we address the things we need to address. And it was bound to happen. We can't have been a part of the struggle for 20 years and still be howling and shouting to this day. It wouldn't have been correct. Mm. So what do you think is actually at the core center of... Um of artists being stepchildren, I mean, being treated as stepchildren. Like stepchildren. Mm. I think, well, it's just a lack of, of, of seriousness in terms of people who deal with the arts. Mm. You find that some of them are artists, but the moment they get into the system, they become solely administrators. Um, I think it's, it's, it's taking it lightly because you feel like anybody can do it. Yes. Um, it's, you know, not wanting to, to, to recognize that this could be a profession. And I think while it was called arts, while it was called cultural items, mm. while it was called recreational work, yes. it, it, it was really taken for granted. But now that we started talking about the creative and cultural industries, we were starting to now shift in our approach to it, recognizing that we also contribute to the GDP of the country. And, and that was most important for us to realize the number of jobs we create from one show. It's not only artists that you employ. It's, it's, it's the welcoming staff, the front of houses, the sound mm. people. It's, it's, it's the lady who irons the outfits at the back. It's the makeup. Yes, so yes. The caterers, the everything form part of the value chain of the industry and therefore uh, 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 that recognition had to come at some point that this is an industry that can feed so many families. Sure. As informal as it is, yes. it, 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 it can be formalized, it can be regulated, it can be looked after just as well as the architecture space, the engineering space. It mm. can, it can happen. So you, when you're saying that it can, it means that it, it is not formalized. Not yet. Not mm. in the way that we would like it to be. I mean, we're still in, in Nelson Mandela. We don't have standard rates. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We don't yes. know what an entry-level poet must get. Mm. You know, and who is an entry-level poet? Mm. How do you tell that this one is a professional, is a professional at what they do? Yes. What are the other other you know the telltale signs of a professional artist mm. how do we know how do we read from their profile and see that this person is is, is worth this money mm. so until we can get to such points where we can say entry level is this and then we rise according to this so we need a a, 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 a a you know a guideline in terms of how to pay people then we'll understand that we've professionalized the space the day that we can be booked for an event yes but first be asked can we please get your quotation? Mm. That would be people understanding what the space is about. Because caterers are asked for quotations. Yes. They're not offered 15,000 rands to feed 350 people, mm. are they? They are rather asked what their quotation is to feed those 350 people. And if the quotation is 30,000 rands, then that's what we'll pay for. So that's what's not happening in our space. Mm. That's the one thing that's not happening. What happens in our space, you get booked, you get told, you're going to get a thousand bucks. Sure, hectic stuff. Mm. So do you think this is like a national situation or only here in Eastern Cape? Um, I think in some spaces nationally, that situation has changed. I know that, I mean, Durban was once where we are. Yes. And they're not there anymore. They've got at least standard rates. Mm. You know, um, Gauteng was once where we are. Mm. Uh, uh, but they are so fortunate that the industry, the creative industry, 
the hub of that industry mm. is based there so they are quicker to formalize quicker to understand the value of the industry as well so you see the things they keep will, will change faster mm. cape town also has a better way of treating their artists however nationally we could we could safely say that uh, uh, but for yes. these few spaces the rest of it is still you know rough and mm, tough. shaky yeah so okay so now that we have uh, let's say um Nelson Mandela, okay, Mandela Bay Theater Complex which is now a cultural institution uh-huh. should we say that uh, maybe it is a beginning of new beginnings hey man it definitely is it definitely definitely is mm. uh, it's gonna take it's gonna take time because yes. Remember, the P Opera House belonged to PE, belonged mm. to Kabeha, but the Mandela Bay Theatre Complex belongs to the Eastern Cape. All right. And you will find some disgruntlement amongst PE artists mm. because now the, the, the plate that used to be there was shared amongst PE locals. Yes. But now there's a huge plate mm. that we, 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 we have to share with the rest of the province. And you'll find that other people don't understand why it is that way. But sooner or later, we'll get the bigger picture. We'll understand that what we need to do is to set up the Eastern Cape mm. to be a hub for the entertainment space in the, in, in the rest of the country. I remember with the MBDA, we started a festival called Culture Capital. Yes. That was a bold statement of us saying in the Eastern Cape, mm. Ikabeha is the culture capital. Wow. We know this. Yeah. We know that it, it starts here, it happens here. This is where you find the funkiest people, the strangest people in terms of artists. Mm. This is where you find people that are bold enough to break the boundaries. Mm. This is where we test, we try, and the rest of the province then finds space to search if. Can can we copy Shafiq there? Can we try and get? But you know, did you yeah. see what he did? Yeah, you know what so I'm saying. So yes, yesterday at the media launch at the museum, I think uh-huh. the MMC said something about a PE mm-hmm. that it is the action city. It is. You agree with that? I do. It's the action city. Uh, I, I just don't want to be political about it. It's the action yes. city in terms of the citizens of the space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, we could use more action from our officials and politicians. We could use so much more action. And, and we shouldn't be scared to say that mm. just because one, two, three things are going right. Yes. Right? We should be able to still say. We still feel that you are lackluster in these, in these corners and these corners. Mm. Because sometimes there's... there's a number of officials that will push for something to happen yes. but the moment it leaves their office and it goes maybe to supply chain there goes mm. the page mm. there goes you know the the, the, the delay yes. and now you have to wait an extra three weeks but somebody was pushing so hard that mm. this thing can happen do you know what i'm saying yes, so yes, yes. there are still such things that uh, uh yes we're an action city and 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 and, and our political leaders mm. you know really do want that to happen but also we have to look at how the officials are handling the situation mm. because I don't know what it is. Honestly, honestly, I don't know what it is about uh, 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 people who work for for, for municipality. Um, you find that there's three passionate ones, but then there's another the thirteen mm. that don't share in the passion, sure. and it frustrates the system because those Definitely. that really care mm. are pushing, but down the line it gets stuck. Wow. Okay, so now I think we have been talking, and um, one thing that I would like us to do right now is. Uh, reintroduce you to our listeners because many of them it's an islamic community radio station right mm-hmm. but many of them might not um come across you and uh, let's talk about your upbringing mm-hmm. you were born and bred battered of course maybe and jumped <laughs> <laughs> in Kobeha, right no 
I wasn't born in Kabeh. Okay. I was born in East London, in Tanzania, in U12. Mm. That's where I was born. My father is a Kabeha a, a, a local. But he based himself in East London when we were born. And then we relocated from, from, from East London when I was seven. Okay. We moved to Daviton. Mm. That is the East Rand of Johannesburg. And uh, when we were 12, 13, when I was 12, 13, yes. we relocated to PE. And, and this is where I became an adult person because my teenage years, I think, I believe, in as much as the first seven years are the formative years of a child, mm. but, uh, you know, you get to experience everything that formed you as a child yes. in your teens because now you're taking a stand for who you are. Mm. So the, the, from then on, I've been, I've been from PE. So that means you grew up early? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how was the situation by the time you were growing up at that time? Um, so talking about the social, political, and economic situation. Uh huh. Well, I mean, as a child, I wasn't really aware of of what was happening politically, socially, right? Mm. But uh, I can I, I remember instances that. Uh, uh, when my father and I used to sit and recall those, my dad would then say, oh, you're talking about that particular bri. Mm. We were having a UDM meeting that time. Like, oh, wow. what, that was a, a UDM <laughs> meeting? Yeah. yeah, we're planning this, this and that. So I grew up around that energy. I grew up in the spaces, the Chris of the space. Mm. I, I, I grew up with my father, you know, walking into squatter camps and saying, hey, Ingata, you're not going to kill our people anymore. Mm. Da, 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 da. I grew up with, with, with bullets, you know, uh, uh, firing off, right? underneath my window and I'm like what is going on you know so that's been my 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 background you'll find that it features a bit in my poetry my my political understanding of life from from just listening to you know old tapes of that Desmond do do old tapes of Steve Beak or um, Cry Freedom Mm. uh, uh, and 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 just some of my dad's political you know friends as well as I said Chris Mm. Ani Oscar Mabika um, and um, the Monjungungubele. So those were all people that we grew up around. Mm. So you can say that the situation at that time is what formed um, poetic soul. A lot. A lot. I mm. remember during the Ingata and ANC battle, yes. where it was almost tribalized to being Kosa in Zulu, I remember watching SABC 1 in the news. Yes. And there was Winnie Matikizela walking in these squatter camps wearing this camouflage you know outfit with these yellowish shades sunglasses I remember that picture and I held on to it with everything that I call memory Mm. and I knew that I wanted to be the kind of fired up woman that Winnie Matikizela was Mm. I wanted to see I wanted to not be scared I must never fear I must walk into spaces and I must do what's right for the people I I mean other influences were women like Oprah who were kind and generous and gave of themselves and all these people I would hold on to with, with as I say every kind of fiber in my being that is called memory i would hold on to that because those were the things that formulated who i am as a poet Mm. as a woman Mm. as just as a person sure hectic stuff i mean hectic as like you know (laughs) (laughs) not hectic is in a a negative way yeah yeah so throughout um this entire life learning and unlearning things Mm -hmm. um currently we have maybe youngsters who don't even understand what is poetry and uh, you are now i think developing that space as well yes 
is I, I think it's very important that I, I allow myself to be utilized for the enablement of younger voices to come out. Mm. Because I think sometimes we fail to understand what a particular art form is all about, mm. right? Yes. Um, we might think theater is about people pretending mm. to be somebody else, but it's really the telling of stories. It's about you tapping into somebody else's experience and bringing it to life. Yes. And so those are the things that you would try to tell to a younger person that they understand it's not just about getting dressed up and then you actually have to carry the emotions as well of that person. Mm. That's why artists who are in theater research so much about the formation of the character. Yes. So with me with poetry I always also say poetry for me is the beginning of art. Mm. Because everything whether it, it, it does not start with words, yes, but it is explained in words. Wow! Right? Yes. So uh, uh, words form a part of, of of every experience of most people, mm. right? And so my goal is to always try and 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 develop the kind of poets that understand that ours is to paint colorful pictures and words Lovely. to make sure that we create we recreate people's experiences we retell their stories we commentate socially mm. in a way that somebody else will not forget they will not forget how that person in the poem looked how they felt what they thought how their mouth was cracking on the sides when yes. they were smiling so it's very important poetry is an art of words mm. it's 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 literally you know a uh, 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 um a contextual uh, 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 paintbrush. Wow. That's what, yeah, you, you contextual paint paintbrush. Yes. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, yeah. well, 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 beautifully put there. Mm -hmm. So, what is the most valuable piece of advice you have been given about, um, let's say, poetry? And uh, who was that person? I think the most valuable advice was not necessarily about poetry, but it was about my brand. Your brand. As a poet, okay. mm. as an artist. I received that advice from Oput Mutsam Fulen, mm. from Imbizo Events. Uh, one of my, my, my strong, strong mentors and, you know, most loyal supporters. When he said to me, Leza, you are arriving now. Mm. This is now your time. Do me a favor. Do not be overly accessible. Okay, which time was this? This was 2015. Mm. I was launching my album. All right. He'd been to the event where I was launching my album. And he said to me, try not to be overly accessible. Let's not go to a tavern and find you there performing your poetry. Mm. And then tomorrow you're charging us 150 to experience your poetry. Mm. Because we saw you free of charge. Yes. Try to, to, to guard your brand. Look at the spaces you go to. And it's such basic advice because also our parents tell us all the time, you become the friends you, you, you keep. Mm. So the spaces you're found in get associated with you. And so I try to take care of my brand in that way to make sure I support everybody. But I know how, when, where and why. So, in, in, in short, like, you have to be more reserved. You, you've got to try. You've got to try because also remember, your audience, mm. they perceive you a certain way. Mm. And when you've put yourself at the mercy of your audience, yes. you've got to be able to take care of how they see you. Because the audience, as a collective, they've got collective emotions. Definitely. Right? And that's, that's why they can, they can butcher a celebrity who, who falls out of, 
you know what I mean? Yes. Because they have feelings about that. And so we always need to take care of a brand. And not that we can't express who we are as people. Mm. And it's nicer when your brand is not far-fetched from, from who you really are. And so I, I don't have a struggle with, you know, maintaining... The, 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 the brand perception yes. I don't have struggles with that Because who Poetic Soul is mm. Is really not something I force mm. It's so natural to me That's just who I am Lovely So you have explained uh, properly here That the struggles that Eastern Cape has In terms of growing and all those kind of things mm-hmm. But um, as the industry is struggling Also artists themselves are also like have problems Maybe to enrich their brand as you are saying mm-hmm. um, What could be maybe one of the most um, common mistake that we artists make in order not to make it? I think that even before we're artists, one of the most common mistakes we make as humans is to do what everybody else is doing. Copying. Mm-hmm. Before you're even Following trends. Following trends, doing what everybody's doing. Oh, okay, so-and-so is playing the piano. Let me go learn as well. Let mm. me just do it. Because the thing about it is there are people I always say there are three types of people in the world yes. but I'll, no, I'll now say it as there are three types of artists mm-hmm. there is the artist who is called to be an artist called to be an artist, right? an artist. Mm. there is the artist who learns how to be an artist mm. and then there's the third one which is I think the most popular, the most dangerous one. So, we were having beautiful conversations here, but because of the time now, so jealous of us, <laughs> <laughs> we just need to quickly um, touch on two or three things. Your down moment that you can recall right now, maybe in a few words, and uh, maybe your also your highlight moment, the best time of your life as a poetic soul. Oh, I'm not one to hold on a lot to those down things because they always add up to that highlight of my life. All right. <laughs> when I left high school, I was told that um, may the worst day of, li- of your life, mm. when you look back, it be recorded as the best. So I don't hold on a lot to, to the down moments. But I'd say one of the most frustrating moments as a poet was being offered 500 bucks by a huge corporate after I had just received 500 bucks from Amanda <laughs> <laughs> When was That's this? my most frustrating moment. I think this must, must have been back in 2010, 2009, somewhere there. It's not too long ago. It's not too long ago. And the lady said, no, but it's exposure. Bucks. It's exposure. And I said, listen, grade eight from Etinakahai gave me 500 bucks in an envelope. And you want to do an EFT? You want me to invoice for 500, 500 bucks? bucks? No, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to make The whole point is so still. Yes. So I said, no, it's all right. Mm. Yeah. So that must have been the worst. Highlight. I think to this day, the highlight of my life as a poet was the first day I ever stepped into Urban Connection back in 2003, not, not 13, 2003. Yes. Stepping into Urban Connection in Parliament Street and reciting my poetry. And this one guy from somewhere in the room just blurted out and said, Yo, on the tanda sober. I will never oh, wow. forget that because that was the beginning of greatness. That was the beginning of what my life is right now. Mm, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Okay, so one last advice you can give to the youngsters and any, everyone else who is venturing into the uh, industry currently? Man, listen, I, I think for me it's always to say 
do the thing that speaks to you mm. uh, um, before you move with anything even if you're in grade 12 and you're thinking I want to become a doctor and your science marks are really great and whatnot, but if your body is not communicating with you that this is the thing I, I have to do I need to do that will bring me great life don't do it because you'll suck at it mm. even though you're doing all the right things you will feel it in your heart that you're not in the right space I studied law Yes, and I worked as a, mm. as, as a candidate attorney for the state attorney, but I felt it in my body. My body told me that no. So that's why you that's are you are it. fighting for for us. I mean, you've been able to fight it because you understand yes. um, the laws and everything else. Uh huh. That's it. So just follow your heart, and 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 you will never have to feel like you you are working a day in your life. Do the thing that feels right to you. Mm. Don't care what everybody else is doing. Um, I still don't have a car, but I don't care. Mm. Uh, others that I studied with law are driving big cars and whatnot, but they do not have the feeling I get when I step on stage. Lovely. Okay, so Mandela Bay Arts Festival is coming up uh, on the 23rd up until the 2nd of October. Mm -hmm. So anything we should be expecting from you? No, I'm not performing. Why? <laughs> I'm not performing because... Man, it's always nice to allow others to step up. Mm. Um, we shouldn't always want to occupy every stage. Yes. There are times when you realize to yourself as an artist that it's time for me to observe mm. because you need to learn. And then when you've learned, you, you, you go and you apply. And then you step back on stage again because it's, 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 people think that you, you oh, no, 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 she's a great artist. She's a great artist. But in reality, we never stop learning. We always need to improve something. People don't sing the same anymore. They sing differently now, right? Mm. So even a Miriam Makeba back then would have had to learn how the singers now are doing it in a way that appeals to today's ears. Yes. So I, I always find that it's nice to take time to just lean back, take in the moment where others are on stage, learn from them, interview them, ask them the relevant questions. How did you manage to do that? When? How did you manage to do that? And by the time you come back on stage, you, you, you come back with fire because you've taken the time to learn. Mm. So for the first one this year, I'm choosing to be part of the audience so that as we try to improve it together with NAF, I can be able to say as a member of the audience, this is what I experienced and this is why I think we need to improve. So my role will be that in this particular one, just to be there supportive of everybody else, rooting for Nelson Mandela Bay artists, mm. trying to make sure that all the shows are filled up, mm. making sure that I'm also raising the flag yes. for the audience of Nelson Mandela Bay. But I think it's a very important task. <laughs> <laughs> So, but at the very same time now, you are actually working behind the scenes, right? Yes. For this festival? Yes. yes, oh, yes. I was great. part of the artistic committee um, um, for the festival. All right. Yeah. So, you, you, you are part of the curation of the programs and maybe the artists? No, just adjudicating, adjudicating. the artists that would, take, that would take part in the festival. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, Cisleza Poetic, so I'm a very huge fan of you. And um, I always yearn to be in your presence whenever yeah. you perform because... <laughs> The things, uh, I mean, your, 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 your craft actually is a tool to transform other people's lives. Wow. And uh, I do believe that uh, you coming here today is going to be one of the most memorable moments for me. It's a milestone. Yeah. You know? Yes. I'll be able to sit somewhere there and put in my resume. I had a conversation with, with who? Poetic Soul. <laughs> so I do appreciate uh, for you honoring the call. And um, I can't wait to see you performing again. Thank you so much. Love you should. Stuff. You should soon. Soon. I, wonder I mean, when I'm turning 20 next year, so let's mm. go big or go home. Nah. Yeah. Lovely yeah. stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was our poetic soul, Lelito Mahamishala, touching base with us today here in the studio. And uh, hey, what a lovely and modest woman she is. Mm.